Hello and welcome to the How Good Sport podcast with Tom. This is our first episode. We are on debut and I'm fucking excited. Hopefully it turns out a little bit better than the golf game I played this morning. Spent more time in the bunker than David Hasselhoff. Shout out to the actor that played Chubbs in Happy Gilmore, actually. He passed away yesterday. Also was Apollo Creed in the Rocky films, two of the greatest films we have ever seen. So rest in peace to him. It's really good to have you guys here for the first episode of the podcast. Consider us like that bloke in Reggie's reserve grade, for those who don't know, who's had 20 VBs on the Saturday night, rocks up on a Sunday, tapes his head up, he goes out on the field, he drops a few balls, we're going to miss a few tackles, but we're going to have a fucking good time doing it. That's what this podcast is about. That's what this page is about. It's about celebrating the, the moments in sport that get us all G'd up and get us off the couch, carrying on like absolute lunatics. Because at the end of the day, I just fucking love sport. That's what this is all about, getting fans together, rugby league fans, NFL fans. We'll talk a little bit of cricket, a little, little bit of basketball, but mainly rugby league content. So for those of you guys who have seen some of the content I've been putting together, it's been some NFL stuff. I've been doing some player swap analogies and hypotheticals, which I thought was a bit of fun. So you might have seen some ones like James Tedesco and Christian McCaffrey who's playing in the Super Bowl next week. I'll have a Super Bowl preview later in the week that I've already put some work into. And then you might have seen some of the guy and the watch posts I've been doing. So the guy for each NRL team who is going to be key to their success this year. And then the rookie or the guy that you need to watch out for who might get a debut this year or someone who might just be floating around the periphery and, and ready to make an impact. So I've been enjoying that content and looking forward to bringing a lot more exciting content throughout the year and appreciate any support and any feedback love any honest feedback so that we can make this page better and i really just want to engage the fans as much as i can so today we're going to kick off with a preview of the penny pantherth so this will be a little bit of fun obviously the reigning premiers i mean what do you say about the penrith panthers coming off last year's grand final they've they've shown every year that they can win a grand final in just about any fashion last year we saw that nathan cleary can bring their team, put them on his shoulders and come back from behind. That was just a truly heroic, epic performance from Cleary and kind of scares me. I mean, I'm happy as a New South Wales fan because that's probably one arena that he's really yet to dominate, but he's only gaining more and more confidence with games like that. You can only imagine what level he might go to this year. And I think this could be a coronating year for Nathan Cleary. He's yet to win a Dally M, probably unlucky not to win one a couple of years ago. He's got guys like Crichton that have left the team. He knows he can go to that next level. So I really think that this year might be the year that we see Nathan Cleary win a Dally M, win a state of origin. And if he could cap that off with a fourth premiership in a row, wouldn't that just be epic? So it's an exciting year for the Panthers. We've seen over the last three years, it, it doesn't matter when they lose players. They're losing Crichton this year. They've lost Coruscant. They've lost Kikau. They've lost Burton. All these guys, and it just doesn't matter because Penrith have kept their core there. They've kept the spine. You've got Cleary, Edwards, Luai. Now you've got Mitch Kenny there. You've got your really important forwards, your Liam Martins, Isaiah Yo, Moses Leota, Fisher-Harris, all these guys. And then Ivan is just able to build a fantastic squad around that. And obviously it has a lot to do, whether you want to admit it or not, to these systems and development that Phil Gould's put in place at the club. But at the end of the day, Ivan Cleary and the thing he's doing with these squads year in, year out, it's quite unbelievable. So. We got a little bit of an insight into it in the documentary they did last year 
on Channel 9 and the themes that these guys work with and how they're able to create stories and narratives to keep that team motivated. And, I mean, what bigger narrative and motivator do they have this year than Jerome Luai leaving the club at the end of the year? He's Nathan Cleary's partner in crime, going on to a new club, a rival Western Sydney team. So it's going to be a huge year, and you know Nathan Cleary's going to absolutely play his guts out to try and win one last premiership with his mate who he's been playing all throughout the juniors with. So another big year from Penrith. Uh, I think they're favourites outright, and rightly so, and I definitely think that they will win the comp again. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about some of their contenders in some of the other previews coming up, but I do see Penrith going out and winning another comp. So a couple of interesting games for the Panthers this year. So Dane Laurie returns to the club. Bit of controversy a couple of years ago when he was at the Tigers and he was wearing a Penrith jersey. So it's probably correct that he's coming back to the club where he come from. He could be a replacement for Luai in the 2025 season. And I really liked what I saw from him when he played 5-8. I think he's an outstanding player. And I'm, to be honest, I don't know what the hell the Tigers were doing with him last year. And I don't know why they released him, but he's a game for the Panthers. And I think for Dane Laurie, going back to the Panthers was a no-brainer. So whether he's on you know small amount of money or not, doesn't really matter. He really stands to gain quite a bit going forward in the future. And I expect to see him definitely getting some runs off the bench. And you know around origin time, he's going to get a gig or two as well. So... Uh, one of the other signs is Paul Alamotti from Canterbury. So he was obviously a highly touted player coming through the junior ranks, dominated Howard Matt, SG Ball, didn't quite reach the ceilings that we probably expected for him when he landed in first grade for the Doggies, but we know the talent and the ability he's got, and we know that Ivan Cleary is the guy that could cultivate that talent. So there's been a bit of talk about him possibly playing on the edge or coming off the bench, which excites the hell out of me. He's got the perfect sort of frame for that sort of role. So I think that could be really exciting seeing him come off the bench for the Panthers and could just add another layer to their bench. You know, they lose Spencer Lenu and I'm not saying Paul Alamotti is going to have the exact same impact, but he could come on as that impact kind of player and really, you know, could develop into a fantastic player for the Panthers this year. So he's an exciting one. Obviously some key losses, Stephen Crichton leaves and goes to the Bulldogs. He's sort of been one of these guys outside Nathan Cleary who can come up with those X-factor moments, whether it's the intercept, forced dropouts, just scoring barge over tries. You know, he can kick drop goals. He can kick goals. Um, You know, he's just an elite athlete, a fantastic defender. So obviously they're going to miss him. He leaves a huge hole in the side. Spencer Lenny leaving, you know, he leaves a bit of a hole on the bench for the Panthers. And we talked a little bit about the impact that he has. He's going to be a big loss, but we know the Panthers have some other props coming through. And um, whilst he's a loss, you know, he's someone they can replace and they've kept their, you know, their main two big dogs in the side. So, um, you know, this is what happens when you have such a fantastic and a successful team as the Panthers. You're going to lose some players like this. Zach Hosking has left to the Raiders within the last few weeks. He's another one. Jamin Salmon provided some utility value over the years. He will be missed. And Jack Cogger, of course, who came on and played a pivotal role in the grand final last year. So lose a little bit of halves depth, but they've also signed Brad Schneider, who was a junior at the club and spent some time at Canberra and overseas recently. So he will be a great signing for the club and uh, provides a bit more depth around that halves position with Dane Laurie. And we've seen how important that is for the Panthers around origin time. And, you know, Cleary's had some injuries. Lewis had some injuries in the last couple of years. So, been really important for them 
uh, over the last couple of years to have that depth as well. So in terms of the best 17 for the Panthers, this is the way I'll see it looking for 2024. There's obviously plenty of other content creators and websites, NRL and Fox Sports and the Daily Telegraph putting out their best 17s. This is the one that I've come up with and I will believe will be the 17 for the Penrith Panthers. Obviously a fullback, Dylan Edwards, came off another great year, culminated in an Aussie jersey for him. So I'm a big fan of Dylan Edwards. I'll never forget that day at Carrington Park where he had an absolute barry, dropped 4,000 balls. But ever since then and, you know, the last three years, he has just become such a good football player. You know, he may not be in your top echelon of fullbacks, but fuck, he's not far away. And he's probably one of the most, if not the most reliable fullback in the game. You know what he does each week with his running meters. He makes big plays in defense. He just pops up everywhere. So he's Mr. Reliable. He could be in line for a Blues jersey this year. Personally, I wouldn't be upset if you made it, but I think New South Wales needs to match Reese Walsh and Queensland with a bit of speed. So I'd, I'd probably look elsewhere because I don't know that he's, you know, much of a difference from your James Dersko type player. But looking forward to seeing what Edwards does this year. Sunya Taruva on the left wing. Had a fantastic year last year. We saw how good he was. You know, obviously losing Taylor May to a season-ending injury was a big loss for them, but Taruva came in and did a fantastic job, was able to play really similar role, great finisher, good meter eater. So Taruva's going to win that wing spot again there. Uh, I imagine that Taylor May will play in left centre. Obviously, he missed a lot of last year, but we saw what he was able to do in that 2022 season. He was desperately unlucky to miss out on a grand final that year. He deserved one. He played a lot of fantastic footy, but you know, this guy's a gun. He's going to excel in the centres. He's not going to be Crichton, but he's a pretty handy replacement, Penrith Jr., so looking forward to seeing what he can do with a full season under his belt. Isaac Tungo will play right centre. He had a fantastic year last year, dealt with some injury, but we saw him float between right and left centre last year, and he's a pretty adaptable kind of guy. Obviously ended up on the right centre position towards the end of the year, so he, uh, he looks a little bit more at home in the right centre, so I look forward to seeing what he does. He obviously will develop a combination with Brian To'o as the season goes on, and it's exciting to see what those two can do because when Tungo's at his best, you know, realistically, he's in that sort of cluster of guys that could be playing centres for the Blues. So exciting time for him. To'o, I mean, we know what he does. Realistically, he's probably the best winger in the game. Amazing finisher. Eats metres every week. If he's not getting 180, 200 metres a week, then... We think maybe he hasn't had a great game, which is crazy because that's those sort of numbers are what every winger would dream for every week. But that's what we've come to expect of this guy each week. So looking forward to another big season for Toto. He's obviously super important to this Penrith side. Even though you've got these really impactful beast players in the front row, Toto and these back guys add such a big punch and an important part of the Penrith coming out of their half early in the um, in the game and early in their own half. So looking forward to seeing what To'o does. Jerome Luai, obviously a lot and a lot of attention around Luai. This offseason, we knew it was coming. The Tigers, we didn't know whether that was going to come to fruition or not. It seemed like the board leaving really sealed the decision for Jerome Luai, and I wish him all the best. I know he's a maligned player, but can't help but respect the bloke. Uh, he plays with a lot of competitiveness. He plays with a bit of pizzazz and, you know, a little bit of attitude and people don't like that. But let's be honest, it creates a great narrative. Uh, you know, it really adds to the game and it creates some good content. So I'm all for it. And 
I look forward to seeing what Luai does for the Tigers next year. Personally, I think he will excel over there. I think he's good enough to go over there and and play good footy and change that team and, and send him in an upward direction. So I'm pretty excited to see what Luai does. Going to be really interesting to see if he gets that six jumper for the Blues this year. We obviously saw he got dropped for game three last year. So interesting to see which way Madge will go this year. He's obviously going to make some different changes to what Freddie did. And to be honest, I don't really buy into this whole halves combination from the same club narrative for Origin. Queensland have never really done it. Even back in the days when New South Wales was successful, Joey never necessarily played with five eights from his team. So uh, I'll be curious to see, but you know, uh, that's a long time away, but it's, it's never too early to talk about state of origin, as they say. At halfback, Nathan Cleary, I mean, what do you say about this bloke? Pretty amazing what he has achieved in his short career already and the fact that he has probably at least 10 years left and he still hasn't even really reached his peak yet. Um, it's pretty unbelievable. The way he put Penrith on his back, got him to that grand final win last year was just phenomenal. Now he's starting to see that you know he can win like that. He can win from in front. We've seen those clips of him where he's kicking 40-metre drop goals at the drop of a hat, kicks goals from the sideline. He's kicking games, amazing kick, 40-20s, short-kicking game, brilliant defender. I mean, the dude's got it all. Like I said earlier, I think it's going to be a real coronation for Cleary this year, and I think he's going to take it to that next level and start to introduce himself into that top level and echelon of halfbacks like your Joeys, your JTs and these guys. And, um, you know, anyone that wants to argue against it, I'll be happy to have a debate with you every day of the week about that. Up front, obviously, it's going to be Moses Leota, the motor. He's an absolute beast. Him and his partner, James Fisher-Harris, easily becoming one of the best front row combinations to ever play the game. They were fantastic in that grand final last year. They're fantastic week in, week out and they step up, particularly when it comes to the important finals game. So these guys, uh, there's not much more to say. They're going to do the same thing they do every year, and they're obviously super important to the Panthers. So Mitch Kenny will lock down that front row as the hooker. Uh, I was very, very stoked and happy for Mitch Kenny and his progression last year. Obviously a lot of talk around Sonny Luke and how much game time he might get and potentially ending up the starting hooker, but Mitch Kenny just really relished that role and, you know, he's super fit. He's a great defender. His ball playing really came on towards the end of the year. So he's not one of these flashy hookers that you see getting around, but he does the job and he just plays the perfect role for the Panthers. So Mitch Kenny will lock down in that uh, front row for the Panthers. His second row is Liam Martin. He's going to play right, second row. Probably one of my favorite forwards in the NRL. I love what Liam Martin does for anyone who's following my page. You would have seen that I did a comparison with Liam Martin playing as a linebacker in the NFL. I just love what he does. He reminds me of Bobby Boucher from The Waterboy. He's just an absolute psycho, and I'm all there for it. Um, just love everything he does, competes on everything, plays at the same intensity every week, plays every week like it's a grand final. He's a great defender. He runs great lines. Uh, I, I just love that sort of second rower. So love what he's doing. Look forward to seeing him for the Panthers and in the Origin Arena again this year. Scott Sorensen will play left edge second rower. I'm a huge fan of Scott Sorensen. I remember there was a moment last year where I was messaging a mate and saying, fuck, surely this bloke's a shoe-in for the Blues this year. Turns out he is a Kiwi, which I missed the mark on that. So I was way off on that. But, um, you know, I think this guy's that good. And I don't know if the underrated tag's fair to throw around. I mean, he's probably rated now. 
given he's won three comps for the Panthers. But I, I love what this bloke does. Cleans up all the scraps. Very reliable every week. You know, he started to run some great lines. He's always an option for grubber kicks for Nathan Cleary. Great defender. So I love what he does. And he fucking pretty fantastic read on the bloke too, just quietly. And locking down the back row is Isaiah Yo. So, again, one of these players that is just such an important part of the Penrith system and why these guys have been so good, even when they lose players. I love what Isaiah Yo does. Um, you know, he's got the ability to ball play. I personally think he's better when he's running the ball and ball playing a little bit less. I think that's one of the things he gets a little bit lost in when he comes to the Origin Arena. But I think for Penrith, he has a lot better balance being in a team that he knows coached in a different sort of, um, you know, a, a different coaching plan for that team. So, But Isaiah, yeah, I mean, you know, what do you say? He links up so well with his halves, with his hooker. He's obviously like another ball-playing option out the back. He is a fantastic ball player. I'm not saying he's not a good ball player. I just think for the locks, sometimes they can get a bit lost and overplay their hand and, and forget their running game a little bit. So uh, I love what he does for the Panthers. He's such a reliable guy every week. Always one of the guys up there topping the count, runs great lines. Every time he does run the ball, he just carries blokes and gets so many post-contact meters. So he's going to be another important piece of the puzzle for the Panthers this year. Going to the interchange bench, Sonny Luke I think will probably start there, but I would not be surprised to see Dane Laurie or Peachy grabbing that 14 jumper. I'm going to lock in Sonny Luke for now as that backup hooker option. Obviously, we've seen how important that is. Particularly to start the year, I think Mitch Kenny is an 80-minute hooker and can play that role for the Panthers, but I do think having that option early in the year, getting fitness and just getting into the grind of the week in, week out is a good idea. So I think we'll see Sonny Luke. You know, we probably didn't see what we expected from him in terms of hitting his ceiling, but let's be realistic. First full year in first grade, let's give this guy a bit more time and I think we'll really start to see him relish this year. So look forward to seeing what he can provide. Um, obviously, with the loss of Zach Hosking, um, you know that's going to free up another spot on the bench. So you may see someone like a Maverick Guys come into the side, or, or a Matty Eisenhuth. So I think to start the year, I'm going to lock in Matty Eisenhuth in that position. Someone that Ivan knows can be a reliable first grade player in that first half of the season. That's going to be super important. So I think we'll see Matty Eisenhuth lock in the 15 jumper. We'll see Luke Garner jump in at uh, number 16. Um, it was really good to see Luke Garner come over from a side, a battling side like the West Tigers, get into a successful team, successful system and culture, and have some success. So I love that sort of story. I love to see players. I mean, the nature of the game is you should be happy if you're playing NRL irrespective, but to see someone come over to a successful team, get a bit of an understanding of what that's like and, and win a comp. I love to see that kind of stuff. So I really liked what I saw from Luke Garner last year. He was always a great footballer at the Tigers. He's probably underutilized. He's one of the great line and ball runners on an edge in the game. And it was really good to see him get a go last year. So for me, Luke Garner will get that spot. The last spot will more than likely go to Lindsay Smith. I'm going to lock him in. I really loved what I saw from Lindsay Smith for most of last year. He probably saved his worst game of the year for the grand final. If I'm being brutally honest, I think he missed one or two really important tackles. Might have had a bad drop ball and given away a penalty. I remember screaming at my TV like, what the fuck are you doing, Ivan? Get this bloke off the field. But I suppose that comes back to Ivan's faith in these guys. You know, He has a lot of trust in these guys. And Lindy did kind of pull it together in his last five or ten minutes. So 
I don't think Ivan's going to roast him or, you know, put him out of the team just based on that. And they did win the grand final in the end. So I think uh, Lindsay Smith will get that last spot in the starting 17. So obviously spoke about Dane Laurie and Tyron Peachy and Sonny Luke. So there's going to be an interesting battle with those guys this year. Out of those guys, I think Dane Laurie has the most upside. Obviously, you need to look at, you know, what the team wants and what they need from that interchange player, sorry. Whether you're looking for a backup hooker, Sonny Luke's your dude. Tyron Peachy can play a bit of hooker, can play on the edge, can play in the centres. He might be a more versatile guy, whereas Dane Laurie, you can throw in the halves. You can probably throw him in the centres at the pinch and you can throw him at fullback. So probably unlikely that Laurie's going to be playing much fullback, but... Um, you know, that's something that Ivan's going to have to think about, but we'll definitely see these guys rotated throughout the year, which will be interesting. Um, mentioned Maverick Guy before, you know, there's been a bit of talk about him. He looks like a pretty exciting player, so he might get a run throughout the year. Liam Henry, someone who will get a run. We spoke about Brad Schneider and Paul Alamotti, the gains for the Panthers this year. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see how and when Ivan uses Paul Alamotti. And we know Schneider's pretty likely to get a run at some stage this year. So, be interesting to see how he goes with them. In terms of the player to watch that I highlighted in my post for the Panthers, it's a young fella, Harrison Hassett. So played in the under-19s last year for New South Wales, Australian schoolboys. He looks like a kind of almost like a prototype of Liam Martin. So he's a pretty exciting player that I'm really looking forward to seeing. He scored. He actually set up a pretty cool little try in that New South Wales under-19s game with a grubber kick to... Ethan Strange on the edge who just absolutely picked up diamonds in that match, scoring a few few tries. But, um, yeah, I think Harrison Hassett's a pretty exciting prospect. Obviously, around origin time, you're likely to lose Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, So that's going to open up a couple of positions on the bench. So I feel like Harrison's definitely going to get a go at some stage around that origin period or if injuries present. So he's someone I'm pretty excited to see this year. Like I said, a bit of a prototype of Liam Martin, runs great lines, looks like a really solid defender, looks like the sort of player that Ivan really wants to keep in this pendant squad and, and team and culture. So look forward to seeing how he goes. And uh, for, for the Panthers in general, like I said, it's an exciting year. It's an opportunity for them to go four in a row, which no one's done since the Dragons in the 50s. It's an opportunity for Cleary to sign out with Jerome Luai these guys have been playing for years, and it's it's an opportunity for Penrith to prove the doubters and the haters wrong again. I mean, whether you want to back against them or not, they're a fucking good football team, and you've got to respect what these guys do. And, you know, I'm pretty excited. You know, even though I don't go for the Penrith Panthers, um, there's a part of me that just loves seeing this, this success. And with Melbourne, I kind of got overseeing it, but there's just something about Penrith. I actually like seeing these guys do really well. And, you know, I'm all about seeing these things happen in the game that have never happened before. So I do think Penrith will finish in the top four. I don't know exactly where, as we've seen in the last few years. You know, they've had injuries. They've got to deal with a lot of guys being out for origin, and international representative honours. So they'll finish in the top four, and we know they're going to rev up for the finals like they do every year. So I think Penrith will finish top four. I think they'll win the grand final again. And like I said, I, I'm expecting to see Cleary win the Blues' origin win a Dalian and potentially win a fourth premiership in a row, which would really just round out and, and coronate a career for Nathan Cleary that's just outstanding and join that top echelon of halfbacks like your Joey Johns and your Jonathan Thurston. So it's an exciting year ahead for the Penrith Panthers. It's, it's an exciting year for NRL followers and fans 
all around just to be a part and see this dynasty continue to do what they do each year in you know year in and year out so i'm looking forward to seeing how the panthers go this year very excited to see them go forward to the NRL season in general and uh, thank you for listening we're going to do some more previews over the next week or so we're going to pump out a Super Bowl preview as well and hoping to have some guests on the podcast as well that might be familiar to the Instagram content creators out there but thank you guys for tuning in and look forward to catching up with you soon